0: So right now is when we we started hitting 500. Uh, We're doing like almost 2x every quarter, if I am put it that way. Last year, we grew 5x. So last quarter was not as big as this quarter.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Anupreet Singh. He's currently leading sales at Slintel, a SaaS sales intelligence platform. He set up sales teams and functions from scratch for various companies and firmly believes that the initial revenue target is achieved only when the entire organization works with grit to support those initial sales reps. Anupreet, you ready to take us to the top? Uh, hey, hey, Nathan. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on the session. You bet. So before we jump into how you're building the sales team at Slintel, let's just get an overall of the company, right? So, you know, are you sort of in the ZoomInfo, Bombora,
0: B2B intelligence space? Absolutely. And, and you know, very, very excited about that space at large. You know, the way all of us have grown in the last two, three years, it's amazing. So
1: how are you picking, you must, you must have some trick you guys use, whether it's a sales script or a piece of product or tech code that you have that ZoomInfo doesn't have. But how are you picking customers off from the legacy players?
0: Very good questions. Uh, uh, so, so you know, Nathan, what we do is that we have algorithm that goes out on the web. Uh, we try to understand digital signatures that technologies leave when someone is using them. Uh, by which I mean, you know, there are different places in which a particular technology would leave a digital footprint. Like, for example, Salesforce gives you a dedicated login URL, which would have your company name.my.salesforce.com, which means that each of the customers of Salesforce will have a dedicated login URL. We have means to understand, you know, which URLs uh, have been dedicated to which companies out there similarly some companies would ask you to install a javascript in their html source code or in the javascript of their front end of the website and we would have means to identify which companies have have a mention of that javascript that has been given by that technology and then there are a lot of uh, you know uh, technologies that leave a footprint behind the firewall by which i mean uh, you know uh, for example mainframes it's a very very old you know programming language but the digital footprint could be in the job description wherein Say a company that is using mainframe might mention in the job description that hey we need experience working with google and JCL and db2 all the mainframe technologies and that gives us an indication that hey this company is on mainframes today so we go to go to around you know 12 to 15 different sources and the number of sources is the trick and the frequency at which we refresh our digital signatures and the frequency at which we go out on the web and get this information together is the trick uh which is, is helping us do
1: you feel like you have identified leading indicators that others like Bambora,
0: ZoomInfo, others they have not identified yet. Absolutely. So Bambora follows a very different way to identify intent. So they do search-based intent, which is very different from technographics-based intent. So we believe uh, more more like in facts than you know assumptions, if I may put it that way. So we we share fact-based intent, which is based on which company is using which technology. Have they recently started using uh, a technology in your ecosystem? Like if you if you notice, right, a lot of companies uh fall into similar ecosystem like someone just purchased a crm they might purchase a sales engagement tool next they might purchase a database tool next right so that leading indicator of which company has just purchased a tool is our leading indicator for buying intent scores. and then we toss it up with uh you know which company got recently funded which company has uh, been growing their number of employees which company has a lot of job postings to further give an indication which companies will be investing in which kind of tools in the near future Mm-hmm. Bambora does intent based on searches. So based on you know, who is consuming what content on the internet. And uh, I'm not sure how, how it's doing for them right now, but because of people working from home, we believe that search-based intent is not as accurate as it used to be uh, because it's based on IP addresses and all of that. Mm-hmm. So with
1: this product understanding, right, I think my audience understands this now, what are customers paying you on average per month to use the technology?
0: Uh, so we have customers anywhere ranging from around fifteen thousand dollars to around you know seventy eighty thousand dollars depending on the number of users and per the number per of month per year per year per year per fifteen thousand dollars per year to seventy 000, eighty thousand thousand dollars per are, year.
1: are you upselling against anything else and this is not getting into your sales world are you upselling against anything <laughs> else besides number of seats?
0: Uh, we are. We are also uh, upsetting on the basis of number of export credits that they require. So in the more the number of exports that they need from our platform to their CRM, like Salesforce or HubSpot. Do they that also just is uh, the number sorry. of
1: exports? And if so, do you roll them into the next they year do. if you don't use them?
0: Yes, we roll them into the next year.
1: Okay, so you're a nice guy. You don't make them disappear, huh?
0: Absolutely. And we don't have a monthly limit. Uh, most of our competitors do, like per user, per month kind of a limit. We don't have that. So we give you a pool of credits. You can decide to use as many per user as you want you might want say 10 of your users to not export at all because they can just view everything on the platform and do their research while five sales sales-off people would need exports to crms or to CSVs, so you know that's totally fine with us
1: are you up so so you have a usage-based upsell and number of credits you've got a seat-based upsell uh which is obvious seats the last pricing axis you like to see is obviously feature-based upselling so or do you do any feature-based upselling
0: uh, we actually don't. Uh, we don't piecemeal our product. We don't like to. Uh, you know. Uh, so we like to give the full-blown platform to everyone that comes on, on board. The reason being that we see organic up- upsells and organic renewals when someone is getting success out of the platform. And in our case, success is directly related to revenue. So if they are making uh, revenue using our platform, uh, they will definitely upsell, they will definitely renew. So for us, giving them everything that they need to you know, get to those revenue goals is, is our motto. And we don't limit them to the extent of features that they can use on the platform.
1: Anuparit, teach us about churn, right? So when you look at your gross revenue churn over the past 12 months, what was it?
0: Uh, we've seen 110% uh, as our as uh, NRR. So mostly we've seen that, you know, uh, 10, if there is around 10, 20% companies that are churning, Against that, we're able to upsell around 30%. So, so far, we are maintaining a pretty healthy uh, NRR so far. We've, yeah. we've been in the business uh, only for the last two, three years. So, you know, uh, it's very early to kind of predict the churn rates annually, but we're doing pretty fine so far. So you launched in 2018? We did. Uh, so first one, one and a half year was all about building the product. And then we went into the GTM side of things.
1: So you were there in the early days, I believe. You how, What employee number were you? I was in the first 10. Okay, first time. Great. So so uh, question for you. I mean, how did you guys get your first five customers?
0: Very interesting. Uh, so first five customers, like anyone else, was more from, you know, friends and families. We started uh, reaching out to uh, companies that we've worked at and organically we started doing very well in the HR tech side of business because Deepak, the founder, is from Eightfold. Uh, I am from Metal, which now got acquired by Mercer. So, you know, both of us have uh, an HR tech background. So initial few customers were from HR tech for those reasons. And then staffing companies started coming in organically when we started closing to HR tech, and then we expanded into other industries. So first 10, 20 customers were from the HR tech for those reasons. And they're still sticking around with us.
1: I always like to ask that first year of operations. It's usually an embarrassing number, but it's part of the process. Do you remember what that first year revenue was?
0: Yeah. So before I joined, the total revenue of the company was hundred thousand uh, dollars, <laughs> uh, and that was like kind of first year revenue where the founder was trying to sell most of the deals himself. And then so the second it, year like, was a you very joined
1: like ten k of MRR then.
0: Yeah. If we okay. do only do annual deals, we only do annual deals. So it was hundred k error when I joined them, and uh, from there was the actual you know massive journey that we've taken so far we just announced our series a today by the way uh with ggv capital of for 20 million dollars so we've closed two rounds in the last six months so we've we've just expanded very very fast in the last two years
1: we'll talk about the 20 million million dollar raise today the 4.2 million uh last year and even the initial 300 grand back in in 2018 but first i want to understand how we're getting customers now today right so what's the sales motion look like today
0: uh, so we have uh, SDRs and account executives in place. Uh, we have further divided the SDRs into inbound and outbound. Uh, most of our revenue today today comes from inbound. Uh, we do massive ad campaigns against our competitors. We do massive uh, investment in our SEO. Uh, by, by nature, our SEO is pretty strong because we have data of you know around 15 million companies, customers of around 40,000 technologies. So all of that results in a lot of SEO strategy for us. But I want to I I
1: dive in there for a second. So so on the SEO side of things, have you launched individual landing pages for 15 million companies? So when people search like company X revenue, yeah. you rank high or
0: something. Yeah. We're
1: there, yes. Absolutely. What are those combinations? That, that's what I'm really interested in because that's the magic to this, right? So
0: it's company name plus what word? Uh, plus funding, plus revenue, plus technologies used. Uh, you know, uh, plus uh, it could even be at a person level. So we have around, we have, we have, a total of 250 million people profiles on the platform today. Uh, so we're building pages for individual people profiles as well as we speak. Uh, so,
1: people, so if a person's name, plus what keywords.
0: Yeah. Like for example, you know, your name, plus your designation might land you to our company, you know, page dedicated to you. So we're trying to, you know, get into that as well. So that, you know, the SEO is taking care of itself is so many, so many, uh, pages
1: how are you outranking others i mean you're you're young your domain authority on Ahrefs is 29 so that's not great you want to see like 60 70 80 how are you outranking others with higher domain authority
0: yep yeah, so i think uh we know that it will take some time in terms of our overall uh, uh you know website rank we are around 10000 in us uh, as of today uh so 10, what in the us uh, our rank is 10000 alexa rank ah. uh, is 10000 which means that you know and it was around i think 30 35 40000 uh, last year same time so we're trying to you know improvise on those those ranks uh, gradually uh, we are doing better than any other company in any other industry which is three years old but competing against our own industry for seo is very very difficult the reason being that all of them have the similar strategy of you know having multiple pages for multiple uh, companies and multiple people. So it's well, difficult The to... problem is you're
1: trying to boil the ocean. You're not, there's no, you're not hyper-focused on one business sector. You're trying to do every business possible. So it's hard to win in one spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is interesting. Okay. That's SEO. Let's talk about paid. How much did you spend on paid ads last month?
0: Uh, we're spending around 200,000 right now, every month uh, okay. on paid ads.
1: And are you the guy that's going, yes, keep doing it or no, shut it off. It's not working.
0: Uh, I'm one of the influencers because every time they do a 200000 I definitely have to maintain CAC uh, and have to give them that, hey, do I have the capacity? Uh, do I have the, you know, A capacity to handle those many leads? Uh, so I'm one of the influencers, but the decision is taken together by the marketing head, myself and the founder. How uh, many
1: leads will $200,000 in paid spend drive?
0: uh right now so it's very difficult to attribute a lead directly to a paid spend the reason being that a lot of times people would just search for Splinter, but instead of clicking on Slintl.com, they would click on the ad that we, we run for our own brand so but overall we're able to drive around uh, i think around 700 to 800 leads every month uh and then, from and this then take spend.
1: me down the funnel right so how many how many current aes are on are on the team uh
0: we have a total of 10 aes uh already expanding that to 15 uh gradually and to 20 later this quarter later next quarter
1: and are the aes the only one that carry a quota? Yes, only okay. aes. So so okay, so 10 account executives, 10 uh, how many how many like when you add up your entire sales team, SDRs, CSMs, everyone, how, how big is that?
0: Uh the sales team is around 30 people and then we have a 10 member CSM on top of that. So SDRs around around 20 SDRs, 10 account executives and 10 customer success managers. Do you give your CSMs
1: quota targets for expansion? We do. Yeah. So,
0: so our CSMs carry, carry expansion Yes, they carry a quota of upsells and cross-sells and you know maintaining the retention rates.
1: Okay, I'm working for you. I'm a CSM. I'm a year and a half into my work at Slintel. We're having our one-on-one performance meeting. What kinds of questions are you? Like, tell me what my goal is for the next year. Absolutely.
0: So, uh, you know, you'll be given uh, a certain uh, book of accounts, uh, which might amount to somewhere around a million dollars uh, for the year and your goal is to maintain uh uh you know the, the one million dollars as it is but while trying to sell upsell into the accounts that are extremely happy and are you know using the platform thoroughly. and the ones that are not trying to understand what's going on try to set up one one-on-one weekly calls with them because you know we want to know if there's anything going wrong we need to know that immediately so if they're happy to do a weekly uh call with your uh, call with you you should do that every week with, the, with your customer. so your goal is to keep them happy uh see if there's any upsell opportunity and make sure that that $1 million is not slipping away.
1: Remote teams are all the rage right now. In fact, many companies want to stay this way even post-pandemic. And the reasoning's obvious. Hiring talent from anywhere in the world means you can bring on better talent. But the challenges are very real. How do you manage employees in other countries legally and easily? What about international payroll, employee benefits? What are taxes like in countries that are far away from where you're based? You need to understand all of this, including local paperwork and local compliance for all your remote employees. Now, two of the most successful remote companies, both GitLab and Zapier, have reached multi-billion dollar valuations, and they use a special tool, a secret portal, I like to call it, at remote.com. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. They help you scale your international team, your remote team, at a price you can afford. Now, look, when I sign up sponsors, you guys know I like to get a great deal for our listeners. Otherwise, we won't run the sponsorship. Well, Remote has delivered. Sign up today and receive a 50% discount off your first employee for the first three months. Check out nathanlaka.com forward slash remote and enter promo code LATKA to get started. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash remote and promo code L-A-T-K-A. Check it out today before you miss out. Pre in a year when we have our next call, man, I wanna raise. So I want you to tell me a metric that I have to beat where you're gonna be really happy with me. What metric do I have to beat?
0: Uh, so, you know, making sure that, uh, you're maintaining and managing the most important customers really well, and they're able to upsell to even a two X, uh, kind of standpoint. If, uh, you know, your, your customers are using our competitors as well, find means to, uh, replace competitors completely in the next one year, we'll see how many customers could you double up in terms of the total number of users in terms of the total number of credits consumed, which kind of indicates. That they're using more of us than the competitor. Uh, because you know, in our industry, tools coexist. We can coexist with Zoom info and Bob. Pre- what's uh, my net? So, what's my net dollar retention goal? Uh we've been maintaining an average of 110. So we'll stick to that for you.
1: No, but is that the goal? Is that the goal for every CSM? That's what I'm trying to get into here. Yeah. What is your yeah. what metric? Okay, so you say here's a million-dollar book of business. Your goal yeah. is to keep 110% net dollar retention on this million. So you should grow this million to 1.1 million in ARR in a year. If you do that, Nathan, I'll be really happy with you.
0: Correct. Anything less than 90 is, is is really bad for our company right now. So because anyone who's doing less than 90 is, is not anywhere close to our, our goals right now. That seems really conservative. I mean, you guys, I feel like
1: should be at like 130, 125% net dollar retention. Why so conservative?
0: Uh, so we see that the biggest growth comes from only the enterprise customers, uh, the ones that are all from fast growing startups. But we also have a chunk of less than 50 employees, customers that kind of churn after one year. A lot of those companies shut down. So we have to take into consideration that a lot of companies that started working with us, because sales attention soon is one of the first few tools that companies start using. But so small. Like like, Those
1: are small ARPU accounts. If they churn, it shouldn't impact your net dollar retention in a big way.
0: Yeah, but in the first uh, year or two, right, we had a lot of such customers coming our way. So we are moving away from them and we are also focusing a lot more on the 51 and, and above. So we know that those companies, those customers are still in their pipe. The goal is to definitely go towards 120, 130 in the next six months or so. But today, the book of accounts that we have, we know that that has a mix of uh, both very small accounts as well as relatively larger accounts. And now our focus from here on after this uh, recent race is going towards enterprises, you know, Fortune 1000, Fortune 500. So that's when you can focus on that kind of. As a CSM, if I hit 110% net dollar retention, what
1: bonus do I get? How do you incent me to do that?
0: Quite a few things. So you get 4% of every upsell uh, that you do. 4% 4% yes, in perpetuity, of every upsell. Uh, like 4% uh, flat for the upsell. So if you upsell uh, $10,000, you get $400 in your back. Just for the first year, it doesn't go on in perpetuity. Uh, for the first year. Okay, yeah, I got it. Yep. And we also do it just for the first year for the account executives as well. We don't do it for perpetuity for account executives as well, just for the first year and then we also give you uh, uh spiffs so we have $500 spiffs for you know every little achievement so for example a spiff if you are able to get a video testimonial a spiff if you get a great G2 review a spiff if you're able to uh you know uh, uh get a reference from a customer so there are a lot of spiffs to we want so you know uh, there's a lot of Okay.
1: Very 20. good. Um, this is really viable. We're getting short on time here, so I want to keep digging here. But just to summarize that, you basically give a million-dollar book of business to every CSM and they're going to have 110% net dollar retention. They make 4% of whatever they upsell. Okay. okay. Talk to me about your first sales hire. What quota did you give them? That's always really hard to figure out. Absolutely.
0: So when we started off, uh, uh, we figured out a way to do around $50,000 per month uh, you know, internally. So we had just one person. Uh, first couple of months, there was no quota uh, for that person. Uh, me and that that person was trying to you know figure out means to deliver fifty thousand dollars per month uh, consistently. And once we were able to do fifty thousand dollars between the two of us, we started hiring more with a target of twenty thousand dollars per per uh, per so month. Just, just for to be
1: clear, you're you're adding fifty thousand dollars in new monthly recurring revenue per month, or fifty k in ACV value. Fifty thousand ACV
0: in the beginning uh, I per see. month. So, so these are days when our total ACV was hundred thousand dollars, right? So we started from there. In three months, we started doing fifty thousand per month of ACV. So so yeah so when you were when list. you
1: were figuring out the model you set a quota target of basically $600,000 of new ACV right so 50 grand per month right for you as the first rep and then you said how do Correct. I edit this to go hire my first external AE talk me through that
0: Absolutely so when we hired we hired two a, two AEs and two SDRs together and we tried to make sure that this 50,000, even if I am not in the picture, I'm not going to the demos. We are able to maintain this 50,000 per month consistently. Uh, and then we plan ways to go from 50 to 100, which we did eventually in three months, uh, but 50,000 for the first three months was split between three AEs, uh, with a target of somewhere around 20,000 per AE per month. Uh, when, so we went from two AEs, $20,000 per, per AE per month to three AEs, $20,000 per AE per month. Eventually we started doing 30, 35 each and we went to hundred thousand with just three A's and then eventually to 150,000 with just three A's while their target was just 30,000 per month. So the the thing that we did differently from others was that our targets were still low while they were doing 200% of their numbers. And even today, the per A target is still 30,000 while we have quite a few A's and most of them are overachieving. So with 10 A's, we're doing $30,000 per month, but it doesn't mean that A's are only doing $30,000. It basically means that there are some A's doing 200%, 150%, anything less than 100, they feel that is low themselves. So for us, 100 is just the number that you need to meet to be an average AE. And every good AE is doing 250 percent
1: So 10 AEs, they're all doing way more than 30 grand a new annual contract value close per month, many are at 100 grand. I mean, so what you I mean, you guys are adding like 500, 600,000 bucks a new ACV per month right now, something like that? Somewhere around that. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Now, with all this strategy, now we understand how the whole machine sort of works. How many customers are you now at today?
0: Uh, we have two hundred customers. Uh, today we've recently hit that number of two hundred. That's uh,
1: great. So yeah, can, can now can I multiply the two hundred times the ARPU you gave me earlier of about two thousand dollars? You guys are doing about four hundred thousand dollars per month right now in revenue.
0: Uh, so we have just started doing that, right? Uh, uh, but yeah, you can. Uh, so right now is when we we started hitting five hundred. Uh, we we we're doing like almost uh, two x every quarter if I'm put it that way. Last year we do okay. five x. So, so last quarter was not as big as this quarter. Uh, so yeah. And next quarter will be probably double of this.
1: <laughs> so you're at about five hundred thousand bucks per month right now in revenue. And a year ago, you were only at a hundred thousand dollars per month in revenue. For five x year-over-year growth. Absolutely. That's great. But you have raised a bunch of capital to do it. So why did you guys raise twenty million? Why did you need it?
0: Uh, it was inbound. Uh, we did not need it. Uh, to be honest, we did not even spend our four point two million. Uh, when we got an offer for twenty million, there was no way that we were accepting it. There was no no way that it was on the card. But GGV was a great partner to have. Uh, let me put it that way. Uh, they come in with a lot of U.S. experience. Uh, you know, we our founder is Indian. Uh, most of our leaders are from India. We have all the intentions to now start hiring in U.S. pretty aggressively, uh, and that in that next phase of growth, right? We wanted uh, deepak is one of the only people in the leadership team that is in U.S. right now. Most of our other team members are in India. So while we expand, uh, you know, uh, our U.S. team, we wanted uh, someone from U.S. to participate as an investor. And, uh, the partner should be in us, the board of directors should be in us. And GGV was a great partner that way. Um, uh, mm-hmm. so when we got them on board, uh, the other things that opened up for us was exposure to the U S markets uh, in terms of hiring, in terms of campus recruitment, they referred us to Stanford recently, we had a bunch of interns from Stanford, uh, in that virtual campus drive. So, I mean, a lot of things opened up for us and that's the reason why we accepted that inbound offer from GGV.
1: Yeah. Now, do you, were you early enough to get equity in the business
0: personally? Yes.
1: Okay. So, anytime, obviously, you do a round, right? You're getting you're getting hit, right? There's a bit of dilution. Most Series A companies were giving up between, call it, ten and twenty percent of the business, like on that Series A round. Were you guys sort of in that range?
0: Yeah, we were absolutely. But I think the valuations are also crazy. Uh, the valuation has increased uh, approximately twenty times since I've been hired uh, in
1: what the was company. The, what was the? We won't talk about today, but the four point two million you raised last year. What valuation did you raise that at? Uh, somewhere in the range of fifteen to twenty million was that valuation. That is so crazy. 15 to 20 million. So 15 to 20 X that your million dollars in ARR at that time. Yeah. That's crazy. And and um, and you said valuation's grown basically 5X year over year.
0: Uh, revenue is, and uh, yeah, valuation is also in the same range. Yeah.
1: Okay, got it. So, I mean, we can say then this last $20 million raise, you guys, it was above $100 million valuation.
0: Yeah, we can say that it's in somewhere in that range. Yeah.
1: Okay, fair enough. Very good. Well, listen, this is interesting. Last question I have, we talked about your sales team. What's your total team size?
0: Uh, total team size is
1: size around 35 right now. Thirty. To, the total team is 35 and you have 30 on the sales,
0: just the sales team? Excluding the CSM. So CSMs don't really report into the sales function. They have a different vertical altogether. So only the SDRs, account executives, sales operations, sales enablement, operate, you know, reports into the what sales. What about like
1: engineers and everybody?
0: Oh, the total? Oh, sorry. I thought you asked me the, the question around sales. Whole team is uh, more than 100. Today.
1: 100. Okay, got it. That makes sense. And then what? How yeah. many engineers? Uh,
0: around 30. 30.
1: Very cool. 30 engineers, right, 10 product managers. Uh, yeah.
0: That's great. Let's
1: wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
0: Uh, it is actually this one, Good to Great. Uh, I just love it by Jim Collins. Also, one of the most first few books that I read ever uh, around sales. So, really like it.
1: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
0: Uh, Quite a few, actually. Uh, I like to follow CEOs who are from SaaS ecosystem. So, Girish from Freshworks is one of those CEOs that I follow very, very closely. So, if there's one name, I would say Girish uh, from Freshworks.
1: We, we'll see if they IPO here in the next twelve months. I know it's he, he's he's uh, yes. he's really wanting to. We'll see. Number three. Yeah, what's probably only tool, What's your favorite the tool for building slintel
0: besides your own? Uh, I think Gong. Uh, Gong has been a great, great partner. Uh, we use Gong for all our forecasting today. All the stand-ups happen on gong are you in acquisition talks with gong they have 250 million bucks of fresh powder to work with <laughs> no we're not we're not looking for acquisition at all but we are getting a lot of inbound interest from a lot of companies but uh not looking to get acquired at, at uh what's, this valuation, the, lar- what's sure. the largest company that's reached out <laughs> i can't give out the name but uh largest abm
1: company reached out to us okay interesting fair enough all right number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
0: Uh, I work in the U.S. hours uh, and I'm in India right now. So I sleep from 5 a.m. Uh, to around 1 or 2 two a.m. So uh, 1 or 2 p.m. So I sleep very, very odd hours, but around I take around seven hours of sleep. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? I recently got married, no kids. Oh, congratulations. And how old are you? Uh,
1: I'm 29. Turning oh, I'm 29, 29 this month. Yeah, Very cool. Last question, Anapri. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, sorry, what was that? Uh, something question. you wish you knew when you were 20.
0: Uh, I think I wish I knew that, uh, money is not as, uh, as important, uh, when I didn't have money at 20. I thought money is everything. And I kept, kept chasing that. Uh, and that is one of the reasons I was so aspirational in my life that I became a sales leader at 26. I'm the youngest sales leader in the industry today, uh, you know, leading such a, such a big function and was leading sales function since I was 26. But the reason I could do that is because I was so aspirational, but after I achieved that, I realized that money is not as important as I thought it was. <laughs>
1: Guys, Slintel competing in the B2B SaaS intelligence space. They had $100,000 in MRR a year ago. Now over $500,000 in MRR or $6 million run rate. Over 200 customers, again, growing rapidly. They spent 200 grand on paid ads last month and also doing a, a strong SEO motion. Uh, 30 folks on their sales team. 10 AEs carry a quota. 10 CSMs carry a net dollar retention quota. We dive into all of it today. Anupri, thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Absolutely. thank you so much, uh, Nathan. I had a, a lot of fun. Thank you so much for making it so insightful. I hope you know the listeners get some value out of it.